Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Welcome to this teaching. I would like to continue to teach the lesson in the series called Building Firm Foundations. This is the 15th lesson of the whole series, and I believe that you have listened to the first 14. If you have not, please go back to listen to the lesson number one to number 14. In this lesson number 15, I would like to talk about worship. We will build the foundation in the life of worship together. There will be many parts of this teaching because I will go slowly. Let us pray together. Father in heaven, we come to you. We love you. We want to know you more. We want to please you all the days of our life, Lord. We want to be worshipers and we want to come into your presence draw near to you, and we believe as we draw near to you, you shall draw near to us, Lord. Father, please teach us, Lord, through the scriptures that we will read together, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This is the first part of the teaching about worship. Worship is a very big, big subject of the Bible. And it's very important for every believer to understand about worship and to practice worship and to become true worshipers of the Lord. And we want to understand the truth concerning worship. In this lesson, we're going to learn together how to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And I believe that you Pay attention to what God says to you in this lesson and you will have a proper or right attitude concerning worship. So please listen to this teaching carefully. Worship is a big part of our Christian life. It's the way to communicate to God. We pray to talk to God. And worship is to talk to God as well in songs, and in the lifestyle, we worship Him with our lifestyle of worship. And we worship Him in singing praises and worship song. Worship is the way to build relationship with God. To exclaim, to ascribe, to tell, to share, to proclaim the goodness and the great attributes of the Lord. From our mouth and from our heart. In fact, the Lord created mankind to be worshippers. In the time of Adam and Eve, Abel and Cain learned to worship God as well. We're going to learn from those scriptures in this lesson about Cain and Abel. Let me start reading John chapter 4, verses 23 to 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come 
when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seek, and God is spirit. His worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. True worship does not depend on where we are or what time of the day. Worship is a lifestyle. And we can worship Him all day long through our lifestyle of worship. And worship also comes from our heart, comes from our motive and attitude. True worshipers must have the right heart, the right attitude toward God. The Bible says that God is spirit. Therefore, we who are worshipers, in fact. Every believer should be a worshiper. We are worshipers. We should worship the Lord, and we should worship Him in spirit and also in the truth. We don't just worship Him from our mind, our emotion, our reasoning, or worship Him ritually, or worship Him out of the job that has to be done. No, we worship Him. From our heart, in our spirit, and in truth, because God is full of truth, therefore we should worship Him in the truth as well. What does it mean? Worship Him in truth. It means that we worship Him from the sincerity and the genuineness of our heart. We are not just singing song and we thinking about movie that we watched last night. No, we worship Him. Through the sincere heart toward Him, we come to Him with the genuineness of our heart, and not only that, we worship Him according to the truth of the Scripture. The truth concerning worship is recorded in the Bible. The Lord will not accept every offering or every worship. Therefore, if we want God to accept our worship or our spiritual offering to Him, we should worship Him in the right and biblical way, from the sincerity of heart. We can see the story of Abel and Cain in the Book of Genesis. God accepted Abel and his offering because Abel worshipped God with the right attitude. And in the right way, but God rejected Cain and his offering. Let me read for you in Genesis chapter four, verses seven to eight. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, "Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but." You should rule over it, rule over sin. You can see that these two brothers, 
One, his name is Abel. He came to God to worship God and gave the Lord the offering with the right attitude and from his spirit. He shows the best of his animals, of his flocks, and gave it to the Lord. He came with the heart of honor, respect, and appreciation. On the opposite way, Cain, he just did it to get by. He did not care much. He just picked up some fruit and gave it to the Lord. The Lord saw his heart. He did not give the best to the Lord. That's why the Lord did not respect Cain and his offering. And after the Lord corrected him, he was upset. He was not happy. And the Lord warned him that if he did not really control his flesh and allow the devil to work in his life to sin against the Lord, he can be in trouble. So you can see here that people can perform ritual ceremony, singing song to the Lord, come to church, put the offering and the offering back as a part of the worship, but they can do with a wrong attitude. They can worship God without sincerity and in the wrong way. And the Lord would not accept that kind of offering and worship. Therefore, in this lesson, we're going to learn together how to be true worshipers who worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. And the Bible says that the Lord seeks those worshipers. Again, in the book of John, the Lord is spirit and his worshiper must worship in spirit, in truth. And this kind of worshipers the Father seeks. What does it mean? He seeks the true worshipers. Have you ever thought about buying a purse or buying a telephone? What would you do? You went to the shopping mall, you went into different shops, and you were looking and looking and looking for the right phone or for the right purse for you. You try that one, you try this one, and you think very hard which one you want to buy. Is that right? So the same thing, God looked for you. God is seeking to find the man or the woman who really love to worship Him in spirit and in truth. He is searching, He's finding, He's seeking. And when He finds it, He will take that person into His hand, put into His palm, and He will bless and take care of that person because He is very pleased with the true worshipers. I want God to be pleased with me. I want Him to find me and put me into his palm and take care of me. I want him to really show his favor to me. In Acts chapter 13, verse 22, the Bible says, And when he, mean God, had removed him, he raised up for them David as king, to whom also he gave testimony and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my 
will. I would like to read some scriptures about this man. His name is King David. This man, the Lord sought him, found him. Actually, when he was a young man, he was with his father Jesse, and the Lord looked for him because he had the right heart. He's a man who wants to fulfill the heart of God, who wants to do what God. Wants to do, he wants to please the Lord. He is the man of worship. He loves to worship God. He's a true worshipper. And the Bible says that God really honor him and make him a king. David, a man after God's own heart, who did all God's will. Look at. His life. Look at the way he worshipped the Lord. In First Chronicles chapter 11 verse 9, and David became more and more powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. You can see here that worship brought the presence of God, the anointing, and the favor of God into our life. If we are the true worshipper, the Lord. Was with King David, and everything King David touched, he was successful. He became more and more powerful, not because he's a smart guy, not because he is good looking. No, because he is a true worshipper. He's a man after God's own heart, and the Lord Almighty was with him. The presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, was with. This true worshipper named David. First Chronicles chapter fourteen verse seventeen. So David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. You can see here that the Lord make him so powerful and famous in that generation. His heart is right. His heart honor God, respected God, and wanted. To do God's will, and I believe that you can be that man or that woman in this generation, if you really love God and live a lifestyle of worshiping the Lord. In First Chronicles chapter eighteen verse six, he put garrisons in Aramean kingdom of Damascus, and the Arameans became subject to him and brought tribute. The Lord gave David victory. Everywhere he went, wow! King David was the man who obeyed the commandments of the Lord, and he was abiding in the love of God. He loved God so much; he obeyed God. He loved to worship God, and because the love of God was around him, he had victory everywhere he went. First Chronicles chapter twenty-nine, verse twenty-eight. He died at a good old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. His son Solomon succeeded him as king. You can see all this scripture that when a man really sought after God, like King David, he was a true worshipper. When you study about the life of King David carefully, you could see that he danced in public. He was not 
caring about what other people say. He just want to dance before the Lord. He loved to worship the Lord. Even his wife ridiculed him. He didn't care. He just loved God so much. He set up the tent and have a 24 hours worship. His tent was a place of worship. It's a sanctuary of God. This man, everywhere he went, he really honored God. He listened to God. He called the prophet in and asked for direction. He wanted to follow the Lord all the time, and you see that how God blessed him, anointed him, and also gave him so much favor and grace. What is the meaning of worship? What is the meaning of worship? It's a good question. Let's look at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service or reasonable worship. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable. And perfect will of God. Worship, in the general sense, means that we really honor God. We want to proclaim, and announce, and declare the goodness of God, the majesty of God, the perfection of God, the love, the grace, the. Compassion, the power of God, from our mouth, from our heart, from our life, into the world, people can hear, people can see how God is so wonderful. He is the Almighty God. He's the Creator of the universe. Therefore, worship comes out from our life, come out from our eye contacts, our body language. Our lifestyle, our action, our words, our attitude, our whole life should be worshiping the Lord 24/7. At night, I went to bed to sleep to worship the Lord because the next morning I want to be bright and I want to be strong to serve the Lord. How I spend money. I worship the Lord. How I treat my wife and my children, I worship the Lord. I wanted to give Him glory. That's why the Bible talk about we give our life, we present our whole body, our whole life as a living sacrifice, and we want to worship Him with our whole being, everything in our life, every aspect of our life. The way we walk, the way we talk, the way we think, our attitudes, the way we spend money, the way we respond to people, the way we work at the office, the way I treat my patient, the way I perform surgery, everything that you and I say, do, respond, we want to worship the Lord. We want to give God all the glory and lift Him up with our. Whole life. 
Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just a time on Sunday, but we set aside the time to meet the Lord on a regular basis. Our life is very busy. We have many routines. We wake up, we brush our teeth and get dressed and comb our hair, go to work, see our boss and our customer, and then drive home, cook, eat, wash dishes, and go to bed. If we don't set aside time to really meet with the Lord. We will not really have a personal time to worship the Lord. Therefore, as believers, we set aside our time to worship Him, to talk to Him in prayer. I'm not a good singer by nature. I I can play drum as a musician, but if I sing, it may be off key. So sometimes I just turn on YouTube with a worship song and I just sing. And worship the Lord during the lunch break at my clinic, or at home, I sit at the dining table and I turn on some song and just worship. I cannot play guitar, I cannot play drum at home because my wife will not be happy. It's too loud, so I just turn on YouTube and worship the Lord. And I set aside the time to go to church on Sunday, and also go to the fellowship group on Friday night. And during that period. We have a time to really play musical instrument. Somebody play piano or guitar, or turn on the tape or video or the CD, and we just worship Him for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. We just set aside a time to really express the goodness of God, to proclaim the promise of God, to exalt His name. To magnify His goodness, we are so grateful. We want to proclaim. We want to tell Him from our heart how good He is, how wonderful He is. We want to express that. I understand the heart of God more. My love language. I have two love language in my life. There are altogether five love languages. Number one, spending devotion time. To physical touch, three, gift giving, four, word of encouragement, and five, life of service, giving service. My love language is word of encouragement and also service. People serve me, help me. When they do these two things, I feel love from people, and I understand how God feel, because when people come and say to me. Pastor, I really love you. I appreciate you so much. What you have done for the church, you know, I feel so good inside me. They don't even buy anything for me. They don't even give me money. I already feel good because they speak about what good I have done for the church. Can you imagine God also a person? He is not an object. He has feeling. He wants to have relationship with us. Therefore, not only that we give money to God to show love to Him, we serve Him to show love to Him. We spend time with Him, the devotion time or the quality time. 
we come to the fire, let the fire touch us. We hug him, come close to him. We want to have a personal touch from him, and we want to touch him. And we speak words of worship, words of exaltation toward him. I believe the Lord smile from his throne and say, "I'm so pleased with these children. They appreciate me. I gave them oxygen to breathe, rain. I gave them job. I gave them life." And they express their appreciation and their honor toward me, respect toward me from their mouth and from their life. The Lord must be smiling and happy when my children come to me and say, "Daddy, you are a good dad. You raised us well. Oh, I feel so good. Can you imagine? You say the same thing to the Lord, and He love it." And he will come closer to you. Why should we worship the Lord? Let's look at the scripture together. I may not be able to finish the whole thing in this part of the teaching because of, of the time limit. I will continue next time. But let's look at some scripture. Why should we, as believers, become a true worshipper? We should worship God with our lifestyle. With our words, action, and we should have a worship time at the church or in the house or during the devotion time. The book of Exodus, chapter twenty-five, verse eight. The book of Exodus, chapter twenty-five, verse eight. This is the word of the Lord to the children of Israel. Then have them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Okay, the first reason why we should worship God because the Lord wants to have relationship with us. He wants to come close to us. He wants to be in our midst. He wants to show up in a tangible way. His glory, His manifest presence, wants to come close to us. And one of the way to really come close to God is to worship the Lord. In the Old Testament, it's so clear God wanted to spend time with His people. He wanted to be in the midst of His people. Therefore, He told the children of Israel to build a sanctuary, a tabernacle, and in there, He was dwelling in the holy of holies, and the children of Israel and the priests and the Levites. Could worship him, and the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, came into that place. Therefore, the first reason it is God's will to give us a way that we can fellowship with Him, and we can come into His presence, that we can come into His glory, worship. It's a time of spending personal fellowship with the Lord, inviting Him to show up and to come to touch us. In fact, today I was walking in the hospital after surgery. I performed two surgery today. I was quite tired, difficult surgery, and I was walking out of the hospital. 
and I was thinking, "Wow, I'm so healthy. I I'm so full of life on the inside of me. I'm not trying to boast, and I just say that I'm so happy. I don't have any pain in my body. My body works real well. My mind is so clear. I have." Joy, I have peace, and the Lord remind me, son, do you know why? Because you love to be in my presence. Because every Sunday, every care group you worship me, you read the word, you preach the word, you welcome the glory and the fire of God to come into the church and touch you and touch your members, and. The Lord spoke to me when the Holy Spirit touched me, flowed to me. The life of God flowed to me, make me healthy, make me happy, strong, very energetic, very lively, very on fire. I can see that it's so important to be in the presence of God every week, all the time. This is my personal. Experience in the past many years, I love to worship the Lord. I love to be in the presence of God, and the Lord love to be with us. And we welcome Him. We invite Him to come to be with us by worshiping Him. Do you like to be close to people who talk good about you and talk good concerning you? I believe you like to be around those people. No one wants to be around negative people. Always complain, and blame, and attack. Oh, God is not fair. God is not good. When you do that, you walk away from the presence of the Lord. I have the habit that every time people share something good, I always type in my text message or in the email. I say, "Praise the Lord," <laughs> because I I really feel God is so good. I need to say, "Praise the Lord." God is good. And I believe every time I do that, the Lord smiles and He wants to come close to me. He wants to be around those who worship Him and praise Him and see His value and appreciate who He is. So that is a very good reason that we learn in this teaching. I will finish here for this part. I will come back and continue the second part of worship. This lesson fifteen. And please come to listen to the lesson number sixteen. Let me ask you one question before I close, and you write down the answer. What is the characteristic of a true worshipper, according to John chapter four? What kind of true worshipper that God is seeking? And ask yourself how you're going to become that true worshipper that the Father is seeking. Write the answer down, and I will see you in the next part of this teaching. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord give you grace and power. May the Lord help you to be a true worshipper in this generation. And as you learn how to worship the Lord and develop this lifestyle. One day, when you go to heaven, you will not be surprised. You will not be shocked to be in the real worship in heaven. 
you learn how to worship now in this life. God bless you. Thank you so much. I and Pastor Da love all of you and want to see you strong, mature, fruitful, blessed, prosperous, and be used of God. See you in the next teaching. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Bye.